Okay, so we're really going to be um, covering two different sugyas that interface. Um, they are connected, and they're actually one after the other in the Gemara. So the first thing we want to do is open up Shmos, Parshas Mishpatim, very famous two psukim. Um, it's Perak Chav Beis, Pasuk Aleph and Beis. Okay, I mean, we actually go to the previous Pasuk, talks about, about Geneva and the Chiv of Dalad Vehei. So we're in the Sugya in the Chumash of Geneva. Okay? And then it says in Pas- Pasuk Aleph, if in the machteret, machteret is like an underground, okay, hidden away in the underground. I mean, the, the idea of burrowing in in a tunnel, that's the literal explanation Rashi is going to give us in the Gemara. That's a very cryptic statement. He has no blood. So somehow or other, the, the thief was killed. And we're saying about that thief, ain't low dumbing. It's not clear who the low is. We'll see in a minute. If the sun shone on him, then he has blood. And then, so that he has to pay. So, okay. So let's now see Rashi. What in the world is going on here? And Rashi is basically going to give us an intro to what we'll see in the Mishnah and the Gemara. Right? He's digging in, he's burrowing in underneath. Right? You know, this is how all the bank robberies happen in the, uh, in the crime movies. You know, they rent a place next door to the bank and then they dig a tunnel and they end up coming out in the safe. So that's exactly what, that, that's basically what we're describing. He's, he's bur- burrowing a tunnel to get into the house. Ain lo dumnin. So says Rashi, remember the guy was killed because it says hukaba mace. So the Ghana was killed. So, of course, if the Ghana was killed, that default, the default is that we're talking here about murder. So says Rashi, what does it mean? Ain lo damim, ain zu ritzicha. That's not called murder. Hare hu, the who here is the ganav. Kimes me ikro. He's considered a dead man. He's a dead man walking. All right. And we'll see in the Gemara elaboration on that. Kan lim dascha Torah. Here the Torah is giving you the lesson. A preemptive strike. Somebody's coming to kill you. Hashkem, meaning get up, take, be proactive to kill him. Okay, what does that have to do with our scenario? Vizeh, the Ganef, he came to kill you. What? He's coming to steal my money. Shahare, Yodeyahu, the Ganef knows. The God of knows that meaning a person is not going to be able to hold himself back seeing somebody taking his money and be quiet. So he's walking in assuming that you're going to oppose him. He comes with the intention that if the owner of the property stands up to stop him, which is expected. He's going to kill him. So this is called preemptive because the assumption is that the God of is ready to kill you if you oppose him. We're going to see in the Gemara because, of course, your first reaction should be, well, what, what, what? the God of is there. You know that if you oppose him, he's going to kill you. 
What would your default be? Yeah, your default would be to shoot him? Yeah. My of course, you should defend yourself. My default would be hide under the bed. Run away. Wait, I want to clarify. The, le and, the lesson is... And kill him. Not that you have what to, but you, you the right to kill a guy who's coming to steal your money. Was the Russian indicate... The only way it's a life-threatening situation is if you oppose him. If you don't oppose him, it's not a life-threatening situation. I you got you said this that... Got it? You got to realize there's a problem here. Wait, was the Lushin saying that the expectation was that if you oppose him, he will kill you, or that the Ghanif had an expectation that he's subjecting himself to being killed? No, the, not the latter, even though there is a reason that wants to learn like that one before, but we're not going to go that way. It's the assumption that a person, the Ghanif knows that a person is not going to stand idly by and watch you steal his money. And the Ghanif is going in That's knowing that there will be opposition and he's going to be ready to kill you. So therefore, you're allowed to take preemptive strike and kill him. But there was already the assumption that you would be attacking him if you found him invading your home. Yes, but that's what gave you the right to kill him because you were going to oppose him and he's going to kill you. What, what gave you the right? Isn't it smart to just hide under the bed? Isn't that what the police tell you to do? Listen to whatever the guy tells you. Keep that in mind. I'm not going to answer. I just, I'm, I'm throwing that out as an issue. Let's see now this really strange pasuk. Im zarcha Hashemesh olav damim lo. Says Rashi, what does that mean? Ein elakimin mashal. It's not literal that the, sh the, the sun shone on him, even though we're going to see there are Rishonim who want to learn that it's literal. Okay, but it doesn't mean literally that the, it was sunrise. The assumption, of course, is always going to be that when does the Ghanav sneak into the house? The Ghanav sneaks into the house burrowing in at night when nobody can see him. But, in, but what does it mean? It's a mashal. In borur lecha hadavar. Sheyesh lo shalom imcha kashemesh. Kashemesh hazeshu shalom ba'olam. If it's as clear to you that the Ghanav has no, um, we'll call it mur murderous intent, and it's as clear as the sun, which is a sign of shalom, of peace, of harmony, and the Ghanav also isn't going to kill you, if you know that for sure, that's kach poshet l'chashenu ba'olaharo. As clear as the sun is, then you're sure that this Ghanav won't kill you if you oppose him. Then Afilu Yamod Bal Momon Kenegdo, you know for sure he's not going to kill you. Kigon Av Hachoter Lignov Hazeh Lignov Momon The example we'll see in the Gemara is a father who's burrowing in to steal money from a son. And if the son opposes the father, the father's not going to kill him. Biadua Shirachme Ha'av Alaben, the Eno Bo Aliske Nefashos. The father won't go so far as to kill. He's only going to dare to steal the money. So that is Zarcha Shemesh Olav. Then what does it mean? Damim lo. Kichai huchashiv. So if ain lo damim meant he has no blood, meaning the victim of the murder, the victim of the killing, it's, there's no blood, meaning it's not called murder. But damim lo, we said he's a dead man walking. So damim lo means he has blood. He's a live man. He's not a dead man walking. He's a live man walking. And if you kill him, that's called murder. Okay? I just want to see the Targum Unklus. We're going to come back to the Ramban after we see the Rambam. We're going to see the Gomorrah. We're going to see a Mishnah Gomorrah. We're going to see the Rambam. And then the Rambam 
uh, the Nose Kalim and the Rambam bring a, Ram, a Ramban, which we'll come back to see later. Not today, probably next time. But let's see Targum Unkelus. Targum Unkelus. In b'machtarta yishtekach ganava. So if, he's, if the ganav is found in the, in the machteret, and you hit him and he dies, meaning the owner of the, of the house hits him, the ganav, and he dies. Less laid down, there's no blood, meaning it's not called murder. If the eyes of witnesses fall on him, well, that's a whole different understanding of, of Zarcha Hashemesh. Meaning if there are witnesses to this uh, 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 theft, there are people who see what's going on, then Domale, then he, and you kill him anyway, then you, then you are going to be liable for murder. So the Unclus is learning a whole different shot in, in Damimla. We're going to see that that's, there are Rishonim and learn like that. Okay, so we have two understandings of this in Zarcha Hashemesh, whether it's clear to you that he's not going to oppose you, that the, that the, that the God of will not oppose you if you oppose him. That's one shot. And the uncle says, no, if there are people watching. Okay. Those are the psukim. Let's now open up Sanhedrin, Ayin Bey's Amor Aleph. With a mission. Okay. Everybody with me? Ayin Bey's Amor Aleph, Mishnah, the last narrow line. Well, maybe, you know what, maybe what we just need to do, take a look at the Mishnah, the first line of the Mishnah on Ayan Aleph Amud Beis. Because this whole parak is talking about a Ben Soreru More. Everybody knows this Ben Soreru More, he does all kinds of illegal things, stealing money, wine, whatever. And then we execute him. Well, he didn't do any capital crime, but says the Mishnah, just take a look at Ayan Aleph Amud Beis at the bottom. Ben Soreru More Nidon Al Shem Sofo, Yomud Zakai Velo Yomus That he is judged on what's going to happen. Better he should die innocent than die guilty. That's a Chiddush of Yomus Al Sem Sofo, big Chiddush in Ben Sorumore. Now let's go to our Mishnah. And that you'll see the connection. Habobe Machteres Nidon Al Shem Sofo. Says Rashi. Habobe Machteret Sha'omra Torah Yehare. The din that allows the Abalabai to kill the Baba Machteret, that din of allowing him to be killed, Nidon al Shem Sofo. That Baba Machteret is being judged al Shem Sofo. What he's going to do, says Rashi, why, why are we calling that al Shem Sofo? The Holokata. The Ganav didn't kill anybody. Umaktil. And yet he gets killed. How could that be? Mishum the Sofo Larog Balabayit. Since ultimately the, the, the Ganef will kill the Balabayit if slash when the Balabayit stands up against him. So therefore, since he's going to kill, this is called Nidon al-Shem Sofa. We'll see in the Gemara, I'll drop more explanation. Okay, so continues the Mishnah, and this is really, gonna, it's a sidetrack. But we'll just see it. We're not going to talk about it except just what it says in the Mishnah. So you have a thief and he's burrow and he's a, he's a Baba Machteret. So in theory, if the Balabite would catch him, he could be killed. But, in, but while he was in the, he was uh, picking, he was trying to find the safe, 
he knocked over a vase. He broke something. All right, so normally when you accidentally break something, you're chayev to pay for it. So shavar zachavish, so it depends. Im yeshlo damim, if the thief was somebody who was not allowed to be killed, remember, yeshlo damim means he has blood, so he's not allowed to be killed. So then chayev, the ganav has to pay for the broken vase. But ain't lo damim, but if he was a ganav who was allowed to be killed, ain't lo damim, then the, the, the ganav does not have to pay for the barrel. For the broken barrel. Let's just see Rashi quickly. Don't want to get too sidetracked because this is already a whole different sugya. But Rashi will explain to us what the sugya is. Yesh lo damim chayev. What does that mean? What's the scenario of yesh lo damim? Im eno roi lehare. Kegon avalaben. Netanya lekaman ena ben rashai laroges aviv. So if you have a son, a father coming in against the son, that the father is the thief. So habola b'machteret, you can't kill him. And if the son would have stood up, if the, if the son would stand up to the father to protect his money, so then the father would never kill. So therefore the son can't kill the father because there's no iskein of fashos here. So then breaking the barrel, if the father broke the vase, he's a standard regular mazi. But ain't lo damim, but if the ganaf was an ain't lo damim, meaning that the ganaf was vulnerable to be killed by the balabayat, kigon shar kol adam shenitan rishus labalabayat lahargo, patr mi Why? This is a separate din. Chiyuv misa v'chiyuv tashlumin boin ke'echad. The chiyuv mamon for breaking the vase comes simultaneous with what's a, 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 vicar, a, ver, a virtual chiyuv misa, because he could be killed. So therefore, I'm sorry. So, so you can't pay, you know, the din of, it's, it's, we'll use the word that's not 100% accurate. It's a person cannot be liable for both money, monetary payment and execution for the same act. And therefore the monetary payment is subsumed by the execution. But, but of course the guy wasn't executed. I understand when there's execution when the guy did a monetary uh, a crime also. So the execution subsumes the monetary payment. But here the guy wasn't executed. He got out. But still, patur, minatashlumen, because kaimelan chayve misa shogigin, kigon shalom hitruban, ain mishalmin momon, imisa afalpishen erogin. So there's a din that not only do we exempt a person from the payment when he when he's actually executed, but anytime he does a capital crime for which he could have been executed, even if he's not executed, he did a gig, there was no asra, whatever it is, but the crime itself, which is a capital crime, you don't need the actual execution to be exempt from the mamon. You're exempt because the crime cannot incur also mamon. And since the guy was doing a crime for which he was vulnerable to execution by the balabayit, therefore he doesn't have to pay for the for the barrel. Okay? Yes, David. Uh, how can any Ganav be Chayav Kefil? Every Ganav is a Baba Machteret? He's coming, he has a gun at your head. He's, he's, every Ganav is a Baba Machteret. Are we just finding... Every ga- David, I'm expecting the right answer. Not every Ganav is a Baba Machteret. Exactly the opposite. It's a very unique situation of Baba Machteret. But if a person has a gun to your head, what's the That's difference? not what we're talking. So that's we're not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. Why are that's you making, not the, the You asked me how could wait, David? You asked me how could anybody ever be Chayef Kefel? 
No, if a god, a god of, I said, how can a god how of, can a god of ever be high? A god of is someone who's an armed, not an armed robber. Execution. An armed robber is not liable to execution. He's, a god of is not an armed robber. That's not a god of. A Ghanav is not an armed robber. Why are you calling a Ghanav an armed robber? A Ghanav is a guy who breaks in, who, who picks your lock when you're not home and robs your safe. An armed robber is a Ghazlan. Again, I don't want to get sidetracked. You ask a question, I give you an answer. Let's not belabor no. the point. Uh, uh, not every Ghanav is a Baba Machtev. Okay, that's all. Let's read the Gemara. Amarava. My time of the, the Machteret, meaning, says Rashi, what's the Gemara's Kasha? My time why did the Torah say that Obama Machteret doesn't have is, is liable to be killed? Kolomar. What does it mean, Ain Lodomim? Rashi's parrot Rashi is explaining to you what the Ain Lodomim means. So we want to know why am I allowed to kill a God who's a Baba Machteret? Says Rabba. Chazaka, and you got to follow, there's a few steps here. Chazaka ain't the first step is, says Rashi, you've got to follow this Gemara with the Rashi. What does it mean a person doesn't stand, hold himself back on his money? A person doesn't hold back when he sees somebody stealing his money and just keeps quiet. Hilkach, therefore, so now because of that Chazaka, the Ganav knows So the Ganav knows the Chazaka, that a person doesn't stand by idly and watch a Ganav steal his money. And now the Ganav is saying to himself, So now as he's getting into the house, he's, he's, he's burrowing in through the tunnel. He says to himself like this, If I go into the house and, and meet up with the Balabayit, Kai Bapai, He's going to stand up to me. The Kai, and if he stands up to me, well, what am I here for? I'm here to get the, the money. Katil Mule, and I'm going to kill him. The Amra Torah ain't lo domin. The Torah said that God of has no blood meaning. You're allowed to kill him. Umilamedcha me'achar shehu bo lahargecha hashkem ato lahargo. Let's see the rest of the Gemara, because Rashi really paraphrased the whole Gemara coming. So Chazaka, back in the Gemara, Chazaka in Mamono. The high, high means the Ganaf. Memar Omar, he's saying to himself like this, I Azilna, if I go in, he's going to stand up to me. The low Shavikli, he's not going to let me take his money. He's going to oppose me. But what am I doing here? I'm here to get the money. So if he stands up to me, I'm going to kill him. The Torah Omra. And the Torah taught you a lesson in preemptive, preemptive action. Okay, again, I would have, I mean, what the Torah told you here is that under those circumstances, as soon as you see the Ganav, when he's a Machteret, it's got to be Baba Machteret. We're not talking about any God, every Ganav, but we'll see in the Allahs. When we get to Allah, we'll see the difference. But if he is defined as a Baba Machteret, you're allowed to kill him right away. You see him coming in. All right, you walk in uh, to your office and you see that there's a Ghana who, who was a Baba Machteret fiddling with your safe, you're allowed to shoot him. Why? Because he's viewed as a Bola Hargacha. He has intent to kill you and therefore you're allowed to kill him. Now, when I read this Gemara, before I go further on the, uh, on the next page, 
I never called this a rodef. So a rodef is somebody who's actively involved in trying to kill you. This guy is not actively involved, but he's in preparation to kill you. The example I use is somebody sitting on their porch, cleaning their shotgun, saying, boy, this guy, Joe, he's history. I'm going to get him. Tomorrow he's coming by. I'm going to get him. Okay, that's a bala hargava. He's not a rodef yet, but he's preparing to kill. But we'll see on the next page that that's not correct, that these guys are already called a rodef. Okay? All right, that's... This, that's as far as we go in this Gemara. Now we're going to skip down to the bottom because the Gemara gets a sidetrack on the Eno Mesu Mishalim part. And we got to go back to the f- two, four, five lines from the bottom. Again, so far what we saw from Rava is the reason why Baba Machteret is liable for, for, for kill, being killed because he's a Bala Hargacha. He is viewed as somebody who is, automa- who is threatening the life of the Bala Bayit. And the Bala Bayit is allowed to take preemptive action to kill him. There are going to be a lot of limitations. Don't worry. Okay. Tonarabona. Everybody see where we are. So now we're going to, we're going to analyze that Pasuk of, of Zorcha Shemesh Olav and figure out what it means. Because there's a bit of a contradiction. We'll see. Tonarabona. So we're reading it like that. We're not, we're reading it, the continuation. He's not, he has no blood, meaning he's a dead man walking if the sun shines on him. And the Gemara's problem is with the word Zarcha Hashemesh Alav. What do you, the sun shines on him. The sun doesn't shine on one guy, right? The sun shines on everybody. So what is this Zarcha Alav Hashemesh in Zarcha Alav? Says the Brisa, in Boru Lecha Hadavar Kashemesh. If it's as clear as day to you that this guy is not doesn't have peace in mind, meaning he's ready to kill you, So what does that say? Says Rashi, fourth line from the bottom in the Rashi. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll hold the rush because we have to see the best. What does it sound like here? When am I allowed to kill the guy? When there's certainty he would kill. So if I'm not sure? No, had to kill him. Everybody see that that's what the Bryson says. The only time you're allowed to kill is it's absolutely sure that if you oppose him, he's going to kill you. Okay, that's one Brysa. Now, next Brysa. Tanya Irach, another Brysa. Im Zarcha Hashem Allah, Damim Lo. If the sun shines on him, then he is not, he's not allowed to be killed. The sun shines on everybody. Ella, what's the shot? Im If you're sure, that he's going to come in peace and not, and he's not threatening your life. I'll target. Don't kill him. But if you're not sure that he has peaceful intentions and he only wants your money, but, and you're not sure, what do you do? Come on, guys. Nothing. What do you do if you're, if you're, if you're, if you are, you're not sure that he's coming peacefully? You're in doubt whether he's coming peacefully or not. What does it say? Uh, what does it say in the Bryson? Not, not, not to kill him. Not to kill him. 
Wait, I heard two different answers, but only one of them is right. <laughs> I said not to kill him. I'll read it again. If you're absolutely certain that he has no lethal intentions, I'll target. Don't kill him. But if you're not sure that he has no lethal intentions, Hargay. Kill him. So what does it say if I'm not sure? What does it say? The first part, the ratio. The price says if I'm not sure, kill him. But what did the first price say? Don't kill him. If you're not sure. Don't kill don't him. Kill you're him. only not to kill him if you're sure he has lethal intentions. And this price is saying you don't kill him if you're sure he doesn't have lethal intentions. So there's a contradiction in the Bryce's between a situation where you're not sure. One Bryce says if you're not right. sure, you can't kill him. And one Bryce says if you're not sure, kill him. Everybody right. see the contradiction? Yes. Answers the Gemara. Let's see the rest of the Rashi. Let's go back to see the rest of the Rashi. Again, pick it up at the end of the fourth line. Because we read the first part. So now we're going to make the just a juxtaposition. I'm in the third line from the bottom now. What does it mean? The sun shines on him. That is when you're absolutely sure that he's got, that your life is in danger. Kill it. But if you're not sure, you can't kill him. If you're absolutely sure, then, you, then you're not allowed to kill him. So this damim lo means you're not allowed to kill him. That's damim lo. He, he's, he's not allowed to be killed. When? Only when you're sure that if I stand up to him, he's gonna, he's he's not gonna kill me. He has rachmim on me. Vim lav, but if you're not sure, shesfekahu lecha hargeu, kill him. Kashen So the two prices are contradictory. This, by the way, we're already opening the door here for halacha lemaisa. So when am I allowed to kill? When I'm not sure. What do I have to be sure about? That my life is in danger? Or if I'm not sure whether my life is in danger, I'm already allowed to kill. Everybody following the contradiction? Yep. Answers the Gemara. Next, Amud Beis. Kan ve'avala ben, kan ve'ben ala av. Says Rashi. Av habo ala ben. The father is the Ganef coming in the house of the son. B'machteret, and he's burrowing in. So the default of Baba Machteret is I should be allowed to kill him. So it says no. If it's if the person burrowing in is a father in the house of a son, al bino, the son is not allowed to kill. bino, because for sure the father has has mercy on the son. If the son try if the if the, if the son tries to stop the father, the father won't kill him. Hilkach domin lo. Unless you're sure that the father is cruel and he would kill him. So what it says is that in a scenario of Allah Ben, you're not allowed to kill. But if you're sure, you're allowed to kill. That is Abalaben. But what is about the other case? What about Ben Alav? 
But Ben Allahav, the third line in Rashi, <coughs> if it's a son going against the father, <coughs> the Kol Shekein Inish the Alma, and certainly a stranger, Hargeyu Misafek. You're allowed to kill Misafek. Why? For sure, he's coming with lethal intentions. So it says like this, that if, if the person is one that you're not sure of his intentions, you're allowed to kill him, unless it's a person who the default is that he has no lethal intentions, i.e. a father on a son, then you're not allowed to kill. You're only allowed to kill if you're sure. So it's very contextual. And let's just read one more line so you'll see how expansive it is. Anybody who comes into my by Machter by me, I will kill him. Except Rabchinina Barshila. If I catch Rabchinina Barshila burrowing into my house to steal, I'm not going to kill him. Well, that's not Avala Ben. So says the Gemara Maitaima. Why aren't you going to kill him? Well, uh, maybe you'll say, Ilema, Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina Barshila is a tzaddik. I don't want to kill a tzaddik. He's obviously not such a big tzaddik because he's burrowing into your house to steal. So why am I not? Why did he say you're not? He's not going to kill him. That I have absolute confidence that if I'll stand up to him, he won't kill me. In meaning, what we just did is we extended it to say. It's not literally Ben, it's not literally Avala Ben, but it's any case where the person, the, the owner of the house knows that if you stand up to the Ghana, if the Ghana will not kill, he has no lethal intentions. So again, when you know the person has no lethal intentions, you don't kill it. You're not sure, you're allowed to kill him. That's basically what goes on. Yeah, but the, the, the question is, if, 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 if a Ghana is coming into your house and he's looking to steal your, your stuff and he has a gun, He's not, he's, just a minute, he's, he's not looking to kill you. Then why does he have a gun? Why does he have a gun? Because if you challenge him, he will kill you. Oh, oh, that, okay. But if you don't, if you don't challenge him, he'll just take the stuff and leave. So you're asking my original question. Why is the Torah saying kill him? Why does the Torah say just hide under the bed? That, that's really your question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah basically. Or, yeah. That would be true even without a gun. In other words, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a flaw here in the whole process. Right? The, the Torah is saying, since if you oppose him, he'll kill you, so preemptively you can kill him. Why isn't the Torah just telling you hide under the bed, run away? That's a question. So, so the, the implication is that you're allowed to kill somebody to protect your property. That's not correct. No, but it, it, you could you, you could extrapolate that. But we're not going to because that's not what it says. We have to answer that question. We have to answer that question, but don't take it beyond, but don't jump to a conclusion just because we didn't answer that question. Okay. Everybody hear the, the everybody hear the issue. Okay. So the answer lies in the line Chazaka ain Adam Ma'amid Atzmo Almamoda. There is a Chazaka that even though the person could hide under the bed. The natural reaction of a person is he won't hide under the bed. He's going to try to stop the Ghanif to save his money. It may not be very smart, and the police tell you don't do that. But when it says chazaka, it means that's the anticipated reaction. 
And the Ganav knows, the Ganav isn't sure whether you're going to listen to the police. So the Ganav is assuming that you're going to have a natural reaction. And the natural reaction is opposition. And he's still coming in. So that means if he's coming in, again, all of this is B'machteret. We're going to see, we'll see the, the discussion later. All of this is B'machteret. So then the assumption is, he, since he wants the money, he's ready to do whatever he needs to get away with the money. But let's not reach any conclusions yet. We have a lot, a lot more Gamora to do. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to hold, hold off. But, but if your question of him again, why don't you have to lie under the bed? Chazaka, that you're not going to. The Ganav knows that it's unlikely that you will. Okay, let's read on quickly. How do you know the Ghana's assumption is, in, is, is that when the guy stands up to oppose me, I'll just run away? Since as an ex-prosecutor, I can tell you, that's what most Ghana even think. Good. Again, I, I'm gonna, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to ask you to hold as we, go, as we run through the rest of the Gemara. Okay? I'm going to ask you to hold as we run through the rest of the Gemara. Um, again, this is a complicated sugya, and I don't want anybody... Um, you know, I don't want anybody listening to this. I think somebody wrote that they, somebody could listen to these shiurim and 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 uh, end up um, and and end up in jail, right? Uh, you know, end up being prosecuted. So let, let's not take any halachalamaisas yet. Not till we get at least to the Rambam, probably till the tour. Okay, says the Gemara. Don Rabban and Domin Lo, bein bechol bein The prohibition to kill is bein bechol bein b'shabes. Ain lo domin. When you're allowed to kill, it doesn't matter whether it's Shabbos or Chol. Meaning, when you're not allowed to kill, I don't care whether it's happening on Shabbos or during the week. When you're allowed to kill, it doesn't matter whether it's Shabbos or during the week. That's the price. I know why I had a default to make a distinction between Chol and Shabbos when I'm allowed to kill. When I'm allowed to kill, the default is that there is a difference between Chol and Shabbos. Why? Itzrich means... You needed to move off the default. Salka daita chamina. What was your default in the permission to kill? Midi de ruge beizdin. I would have applied to this guy the same din, the same limitation that I have to beizdin when beizdin has to execute. B'shabes lo katlina. Beizdin doesn't execute on Shabbos, so therefore my default was that I can't execute this guy on Shabbos, just like beizdin can't execute on Shabbos. Kamash malon de katlinan. So I needed a pasuk to tell me. Wonderful. But to tell me that I'm not allowed to kill. Like, you can't kill him on the chol. Of course you can't kill him on Shabbos. Why do I need a special limud both for chol and both for Shabbos? So look at the next line. And this is already going to open a door for a couple of halach even though it's not going to be direct. Amar of Sheshis Lo You know when you needed a pasuk, Domim Lo, that you're not that that you're not allowed to kill. Bain Bechol Bain B'Shabes, L'Fakeh Halavis Hagal. What does that mean? What happened? So just go to the Rashi L'Fakeh Halavis Hagal. It's right across from there. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping the earlier Rashi's now. L'Fakeh Halavis Hagal. Im Kishahayachoter. So the Ganav is burrowing in to your house. And Nafal Allah Hagal. And the tun- tunnel collapsed on him. And now he is stuck. And if you don't un- if you don't pull him out of there, he's gonna die. <clears throat> and it's Shabbos. Do you are you Machal Shabbos to save his life? So if he was a person that you knew is not going to be life-threatening then you save him. 
while he was burrowing before the 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 before the um the the the, 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 the tunnel fell on him were you allowed to kill him he's burrowing into your house are you allowed to kill him at, at that moment absolutely and therefore then so you're he's a guy you're allowed to kill and the, then the, and then the tunnel falls on him kiva de nita lahargo below hasra and the only time you're allowed to be Machal Shabbos is if, wow, this is a huge Kiddush, is that if he was a Yeshlo Damim, meaning you knew that he's not there to threaten your life, then you're Machal Shabbos to save him. But if you, if you, but if he, you know that he's, he's life-threatening and therefore you would have been allowed to kill him, he is in, at that moment he's in a status of a dead man walking, and then when the when the when the machteret falls on him, you don't machal Shabbos to save a dead man. Big chiddush. Okay. All right. Um, excuse me. I just have to. You have to excuse me just for one second. Hello, Reb Grief. Did we go to Chappelle's together? Nineteen ninety one. Yep. All right. Well, as I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where are you located in the world? Beit Shemesh. I'm in Beit Passaic. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Amazing. Do you ever run into my old friend David Berkowitz there? Yes. You said David? David Berkowitz? Yeah, yeah David yeah. Berkowitz. Absolutely. Psychologist. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go on to the Gamar. Next, next Gamar. Tanarabona. The hookah. Remember it said the hookah vames. The hookah bechol adam. Okay, you can kill the Ganav in any way that it is necessary. So, what does it mean anybody can kill him? You realize what we just said? means anybody can kill the, the Baba Machteret. What was your default? Your default is very good. The Balabayat can kill him. <coughs> because the Ganif knows that the Balabayit is not going to let him get away with it, and the Balabayit is going to oppose him. Aval Acher. But uh, uh, the neighbor, the neighbor sees what's going on. The neighbor, there's no Chazaka that the neighbor, the, Ga- the Ganif wasn't ready to kill the neighbor because there's no assumption that the neighbor is going to oppose the Ganif. So why is the neighbor allowed to kill the Ganif? The neighbor's not in life threatening situation. Everybody understand the problem here. We're about to make a big jump. Why, why do you, why are we assuming that he's not willing to kill the neighbor? Because that was, that was what. No, because, because we're not assuming that the neighbor's going to oppose him. There's no assumption that the neighbor's going to oppose him. It's only the Balabayan who's going to, the Balabayan's not going to stand by quietly to let his money be stolen. But the neighbor, the neighbor really just, you know, the neighbor's going to just hide under the bed. (laughs) So why is the neighbor allowed to kill him? That's who could call autumn, call autumn. Everybody can, anybody can kill him, even the neighbor. Kamash Malan, here we shifted from what we said on the previous Amud. 
Kamash Malon, the Chiddush of Hukah, Bechol Adam, anybody, even the neighbor can kill him? Derodefu, Ve'afilu Acher Nami. So now this Ganav, because he's ready to kill the Balabayit, has, a, has acquired a din of Rodef. And now even a neighbor can kill him. Okay, let's see Rashi. Rashi Vuhuka. Vuhuka, the Kolada, Afilo Eno Balamamon, Mutilahargo. Why do I see, where do I see that from the Pasuk? Because it doesn't say Vihikahu. See, it says, Imba Machteri di Matseaganav, Vihukahu Vamate. That's the Balabaya killed him, but it doesn't say that. It said Vihuka. He was killed. He was killed. That means anybody can kill him. Balaba, so says Rashi, what's the default? Balabayid who, this is answering your question, Dan. Balabayid who, demuter lahorgo, why, mishum de la hai ganaf, kim le bigave, de balabayid ain't no moment, ain't no moment, all that We know the balabayid won't stand by quietly. Hilka chadaite de la So the ganaf came ready to kill the balabayid because the balabayid isn't going to stand by quietly. Aval shar kolodam lo. The Balabite only has lethal intentions against the Balabite because the Balabite's going to oppose him. But not, not the neighbor. What's the Chiddush of Hika? Since at the end of the day, the Ganaf is coming with lethal intentions against a Jew, Rodev who? Okay, wow. All right, so we've extended it. Um, okay. Let's see, I think. Yeah, all right. Um, you know what, the next part is, we can do it, it's very interesting, but it's, it's going to distract us a little bit from the sugya, and therefore we need to go down a few lines to Tana Rabbonan Machteris. Just, just, a, just a question. The first words on the line are ke'echarein melamdin. We're skipping a few lines, and we're going to Tana Rabban and Machteris. Everybody see where I am? Like I'm trying not to let us get sidetracked onto peripheral things that are in the sugya. Tana Rabban and Machteris. So it says, Imbaba Machteris. What does that sound like? That he's got to be burrowing into a tunnel. So, Ein Liyala Machteris. Gago chatseiro vekarfifo menayin. What about if he's stealthily sneaking in through the roof or the yard or the barn? Says Rashi. <clears throat> Says Rashi. Um, Everybody see the Rashi? It's two, four, six. It's eight lines before it gets wide. What's the definition of Machteret according to Rashi? We saw this in Chumash also is that he's burrowing in under the wall. He's burrowing in in a tunnel. That's the, the, the most stealthy way you can get into the house. But Gago, the Ololo Besulam, what happens if he put a ladder and he's climbing into the house from the roof? He's going to climb on the roof and lower himself into you know, the, the, the opening in the roof. Chatzero Vekarfifo, the Nichnas Boderech HaPetach, Shemitzo Patuach. Oh, the Ganav came in because you left the door unlocked. Is that also that have the same din? Talmud Lomar, back into the Gemara. Talmud Lomar, Yimatse Haganav Mikol Mokol. It says, Yimatse Haganav. He is found. 
Well, he could be found having come in through the unlocked door or through the hole in the roof. And therefore, says Rashi, Talmud Lomer, you have to find him in the Machteret. Anytime you see this guy as a God, if a God is defined as somebody who's sneaking in stealthily, then he has the same din. Aye, then why does it talk about Machteris? You should have just talked about a regular Ganav because I lost the place, right? Um, that says Rashi, that's the normal way that a Ganav goes. A Ganav, a Ganav, if he wants to, right? The, right, the, the bank robbery cases always happen when they're digging tunnels under the, under the bank. That's the normal way, but but if he would be a ganaf, and again, all of this is when your assumption is that he's he's he, that he has lethal intentions. That's one Bryce. Another that's one limud, but there's another limud from the same pasuk, and a, a and it's a question maybe the, the Bryces are arguing. Tanya idach another Bryce. Machteres engli ala machteres gagol chaserov hafikifo minayin talmud lomer yamatzei aganaf mikol mako same din im kein ma talmud lomer machteres. To teach you another din. It's not just pragmatic. The first Bryce said there's no din learned out from Machteris. Just that's the way people do it. This Bryce has a din learned out from Machteris. Machtarto zuhi hasra also. The fact that he's in the Machteret, he doesn't need hasra anymore. That's it's, it's as if it's an automatic hasra, says Rashi. Zuhi hasra also, the first wide line. Ain tsorich hasra acheris. Why? He is really stretching himself to dig the tunnel. Uh, again, we come back to this idea. He, he's walking in with lethal intentions. So he doesn't need Hasra to say, hey, you better not kill. He knows he's there to kill. This Brysa argues and says, what happens if he comes in through an unlocked door? Oh, that's Enohorgo. Then you can't kill him. Then you need Edim with Hasra. What do the Edim say? They say, In front of Edim, the Balabite has to say, hey, buddy. I'm not letting you get away with this. I'm stopping you. And the God of responds, I accept that. I accept your challenge. And I'm, I'm stealing with that intention. So you have to have a system of hasra here. Right? Hasra means warning. But warning, that there, warning that there's a din. <laughs> or warning that that guy could kill him spontaneous, kill you spontaneously. Good. So what are we allowing here? We're allowing again when he's coming b'machteret. So then the balabite can kill because it's an assumption that the thief is pre-warned that he's liable to be executed. He's pre-warned that he's liable to be executed. But what happens if he comes in through a door that you left on? Unlo- you left the door unlocked, and all of a sudden he's in your office fiddling with the safe. And you catch him not having burrowed, but he came in through a, a door you left unlocked. So then 
before you're allowed to kill him, you have to, he has to be warned that he's liable for execution. Because what does Hasra mean? Hasra always means that the criminal who's about to commit the crime, a person about to be Mechal Shabbos, you can only execute him if you warned him beforehand, hey, you can't be Mechal Shabbos, and if you be Mechal Shabbos, Basin's is going to kill you. And the, and the, and the Mechal Shabbos has to respond, I know what I'm doing it anyway. Right? The guy is about to kill, Ru- Ruben's about to kill Shimon. The Adam have to warn him, you should know Ruben, if you kill Shimon, you're going to be executed. And Ruben has to say, I know what I'm doing it anyway. So only then does he get, only then is he executed and based in. So this is like a, a, a you know, it's a, um, it's a vigilante execution, but the guy needs Hasra. So how I give the, the Ganav needs Hasra that is liable for execution before I'm allowed to execute him. So how do I do that? The Balabayat has to tell you, say in front of Aiden, you should know, Mr. Ganav, I'm not going to let you get away with this. All right. And if you, if you try to keep stealing, I'm going to stand up to you. And the God of says, I know you're going to stand up to me, and I'm here to kill you if you stand up to me. Then you can execute. That was, he got Hasra from the Balabayat, and he responded to the Hasra that he's doing it anyway. Let me read that inside. Could that be a stop? I'm going to kill you. Let's read the Rashi. Let's read the Rashi. You're saying, you're asking good. Ain Tzorech Hasra Acher. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong Rashi. Um, Wait a minute. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Ain't sorry, Hasra Acheres. Okay. That the when he's burrowing in a Machteret, we don't need any other Hasra. The Balabite can kill him straight off. Elohor Gomiyah. Why? The Kivan de Torah. And what's our Nafshi Lachtor? Adai did Achi also the Kai, the Kai Bapoi Katnilale. If he's taking all that effort to burrow, meaning he doesn't want to be seen, he doesn't want to be seen. So what is, what, what's the assumption? Is that if he's seen, he's going to get away with the money. He's not going to run away. He's there to get the money. So you don't need any hasra. His, his burrowing shows that he knows what's, what's, what he's vulnerable to. He knows what he's liable for. But if he comes in through the roof, he comes in through the, open, through the door that was left unlocked, then ain't no horgo. You can't just kill him until Yatrubo be'ed him, and you have to warn him like this. Chazi, you, Mr. God of Sea, dekaimna ba'apach, I'm going to stand up to you, v'katilno lecha, and I'm going to kill you, because you're threatening my life, and I'm not going to let you get away with it, and you're going to kill me, so before that, I'm going to kill you. So I'm warning you that you're liable for execution by what you're doing. What does the Ganav have to respond? I know what you're, I know that you're liable to kill me. And I'm stealing. If you try to stop me, I'm going to kill you. Then you're allowed to kill him. Just to kill him straight. Lo, why did Dilma lava died in the Maybe he didn't come with lethal intentions. So what's he doing there? He found an open door. So he's coming in to steal the open door, but he's not, he didn't work so hard to get in that he's indicating lethal intentions. And he came in through the open, through the unlocked door, but, but he had assumed that if somebody catches me, I'm running out. That's different than the Chotech. Is this, is this clear?
This, is this starting to, to come together? All right, we're going to need now to skip again. So the guy that's the guy that's in the guy that's the chotter that's actually in the tunnel. It's it seems like Rashi is saying that the reason why you don't think that he might run away is because um, it's well. He's working I too hard. That he can't. He's, he's expending. Can't away. But he's, he's expending so work to dig the tunnel that it can't be that he would have been considering the running away scenario. Uh, well, Rashi said it a little different. He's expending so much effort to get into the house. He's uh-huh. not leaving without the money. Okay. As opposed to a guy, he found an open door. Hey, let me, let's see my opportunity. But, but he's not going to, but, but he didn't, eh, but he's ready to run away without the money. The guy who expended all that effort. Again, you can imagine, again, go back to our bank robbers. A guy who worked for two months to get into the bank, right? And when he sees a guard, oh, we're going to just run back through the tunnel because, and our two months of, of work is going to go up, up, go up in smoke. Or you see a guard, he's going to shoot the guard. As opposed to a guy who said, hey, they left the door open, right? He left the door open. I'm going to come in. <laughs> okay. Does the, right. does, the um, whole, does the whole limit of, of, of attributing to the, to the Ghanaf, like these thinkings, this thought about what's going to happen when the owner uh, stands up to him, like what? So does that mean that if, it's, if he's breaking into a place where like no one's going to be home, that, uh, that maybe it doesn't apply? Okay. So, Yaakov just anticipated something that we're going to have to deal with in the um, in, in, in the in the in the halacha in the in the mafarshim. Does it matter whether the guy is sneaking? The guy is the ganav in the night or in the day. Ironically, I'll, I'll anticipate. I'm going to show you, and we have only a couple of minutes. And so next time, what we'll do is we, next time come with your rambams. It's rambam. It's rambam uh, parakhtes. Halacha Geneva, Hilchas Geneva. Geneva is the second piece in in um, in Nezikin. We're going to do Perak test. And what we're going to ask is, is there a difference whether the Ganav is coming in the day or in the night? So think carefully. It's not as obvious as you think. A Ganav coming in the day, what is he expecting to encounter? In those, uh, at least in those days, but even today. A Ganav is coming, he's, 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 he's breaking into your house in the day. What's he expecting to encounter? It, it's your house, right? I'm sorry. He's expecting to encounter your wife. Well, not today. <laughs> today, who's in, who is he expecting to encounter in the house? Nobody. Maybe no. Michael will encounter the dog, unless the dog is a doggy daycare. Okay, but otherwise, the expectation in the in the day is he's not going to encounter anybody. That's why he's going in in the day. He doesn't expect to encounter anybody. So there's no indication that he has lethal intentions. But at night. Does he expect somebody to be home at night? Yes. And he went in anyway. So he knows that he's going to have confrontation. That's one of the distinctions that the, that, that, that's going to come out of in Zorcha Hashemesh. See, in Zorcha Hashemesh, Domimlo. If he comes in in the day, you're not allowed to kill him. Because if he came in Zorcha Hashemesh, Domimlo, if he came in in the day, you can't kill him because he's probably not there with lethal intentions. Right, but but if he comes in at night, then he expects to have people confront him, and he's ready to kill. That's one of the things that we'll see in the uh, in, in the halacha. Okay, right. and if it's my office, it's going to be the opposite. Okay, that's fine. That's that's exactly going to be clear. That's the idea. Zor Hashemish means: Do you expect people to be there, or you don't expect people to be there? If you expect people to be there and you come in, we can assume lethal intentions. If you don't expect people to be there, by the way, that's also in, in, the, in, the, in this last Rashi with the door. If I came in through a door that you left unlocked, 
So I, I haven't indicated anything about lethal intentions, all right? As opposed to burrowing in the tunnel underneath to come out, that shows a big effort that indicates lethal intentions, okay? All right, so I think that we will leave it here and we finish the Gemara that we need for now. Um, there's really, ironically, there's very little Rosh or Rif. I wanted to look at the Rosh and Rif, there's nothing. So we're going straight to the Rambam. And also then, but we'll probably finish the Rambam. I'm not sure we're going to finish it up. I think we'll finish the Rambam and we can already go into the tour. Choshen Mishpat Taf Kaf Chet. It's basically the last simon in Choshen Mishpat. Okay. It's all right. It's it's in it's the last simon in Choshen Mishpat. It's it's in the sugi, in the tour. It's in the sugya of Rodev. In the Rambam, it's not. Okay, but we are going to get to Rodev. The next stop after we see the din in here, the next stop is going to be the sugya of Rodev. Okay. All right. So Bezrat Hashem, we're on for Sunday. Okay. Those of you who are in Israel, we're having a Rabbi Anthony Manning put out a fascinating, unbelievable book on Sneas on modesty both Hashkafa and Halacha, and um, both Rabbi Shurin and I were privileged to have articles in it. We're having a panel discussion in Ramat Beit Shemesh with, on, on the topic of the book of Tznius and where people are going wrong and people are going right. So it'll be recorded. It's not going to be Zoom live, but those of you in Beit Shemesh who want to come, it's, in, it's going to be in Beis Tfila, and then it'll be available on recording afterwards. Okay, everybody should have a great Shabbos and look Thank forward you. to seeing everybody on Sunday. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. All too.